Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bonner County Daily Bee Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Trevin Pixley, and it's been a while. It's been a long time since we've sat here and talked about local sports, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's been now since the season, I believe, the last time we put out a podcast or right after state at least. So now we are firmly in the offseason. There are still some things going on, you know, some community sports, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, for example, at the Elks Golf Course, you know, tons of stuff going on over there as far as, you know, Monday night at the Elks, Thursday night at the Elks, tons of fundraising stuff. So lots of little things to be going on right now. But as far as high school sports, we are firmly in the off season, And it's just like I said, you know, in this in the column that I wrote about two weeks ago, the offseason for a lot of these athletes is going to be the busiest that they have been all year. And you see it already. You see it all over Twitter with these kids going to these showcases, to these camps. And they're doing really, really well, a lot of these kids. And um, most of the standouts have been uh, these football players from Sandpoint, Priest River, um, one kid I want to dive in and talk about specifically, um, Mateus McLean from Priest River. He's a kid that we're trying to get into the studio, you know, sometime next week to have a, a one-on-one interview with. But he is just playing out of his mind right now. This kid does not slow down. He's a three-sport athlete. He wrestles, he plays football, and he does track and field. And he's coming off of a track and field season where he was absolutely dominant. He had... I believe three state medals, most since any Priest River track athlete since 2010, and almost immediately following his performance at the state track meet, he's going to these showcases, he's going to these camps, and he is doing really well. He's winning, you know, edge rusher MVPs at the U of I prospect camp. He's going to Eastern Washington. He's going all over the map. And you look at the way this kid plays, he has Division One potential. And this is a kid out of Priest River, Um, A 3A school in the state of Idaho, he's not going to get a lot of national media attention. You know, not a whole lot of people have been covering him. I know that he retweeted a little article the other day on a scouting website where somebody, you know, wrote up a little, I think, 200-word description or, you know, scouting report on on Mateus. And, you know, it's, it's very accurate. Like, this kid has the potential to be... Um, a Division One edge rusher, and with with what he's doing right now, at these camps, winning these awards and performing, you know, really, really well. I mean, there's no reason this kid, you know, won't be playing Division One, whether that's at the FCS or FBS level. Um, you know, a team like a U of I or a team like an Eastern Washington. I mean, they they have to have this kid um, on their radar, and and I'm very excited to have him. Um, in the studio and to get to talk to him a little bit about what the uh, recruitment process has been like for him and, you know, this offseason. Kid's still young, too. I believe he's entering his junior year. Um, He'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I do believe that um, he's entering his junior year. So I think he has another year after this one to continue to, you know, set records and track, you know, improve his recruitment for football because I think that's where, you know, that's what he wants to do is – is football, you know, at the next level. And if you're a three-sport athlete and your sports are football, track, and wrestling, I mean, it's not hard to see why you would choose football to be, 
you know, the sport that you go at for the next level. I mean, track and wrestling, those are two really, I mean, not to say football is not a difficult sport, obviously, but, you know, those are two sports. They don't have, like, a professional level above them, you know, and it's, it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit, bit more difficult, I would say, to, to just want to go to the next level at those sports. So, you know, having an opportunity to go D1 in football, and he's, he's a kid to keep your eye on, and, you know, obviously you got a lot of these Sandpoint kids that are going to these camps and these showcases that are looking really good. Um, one kid I want to talk about in particular for Sandpoint is Levi uh, Ballison. And he is not only doing really well at these uh, showcase events and, you know, these camps, but he's a kid that he's in the weight room constantly. I mean, breaking powerlifting records. I mean, he is a he is a specimen when you see this kid in person. I mean, he is every bit of how much he weighs. You know what I mean? Like, he goes out there, he's a hammer, and uh, he, he puts in a lot of work in the weight room. So... He's a kid that I would keep my on this year, my eye on this year. I think he's one of the one of the sleepers on Sandpoint's football team. I mean, you got uh, Parker, who's gonna stand out. He's a kid that you know is another Division One talent. He's almost certainly gonna be going to Division One, and you know you got some other guys around the field that also I think are getting some spotlight and getting some attention. But as far as he goes, as far as Levi goes, I think. You know, where he is um, at the Spokane Showcase, he won a uh, the mid-skill the mid skill, uh, race where he was the fastest one out of the running backs, linebackers, and uh, I want to say defensive backs as well. But, you know, when, you, when you're that strong and you're that fast, you're going to be an asset on the football field, and, and he is going to be fun to watch um, in 2022. Very excited to see what he has to offer. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about some recreational sports. Let's let's trans let's translate over to some stuff that has been constantly happening um, over the summer, not only over the summer, but something that happens, you know, every Tuesday and every Friday over at the Bald Foot Disc Golf Course and that the league, you know, the Sandpoint Disc Golf League events and you know, we've been We've been covering them, throwing them in the paper, typing out results, and, you know, Carl, Carl Kleinkoff, I believe is how you pronounce his name, um, when I was doing the feature story on the uh, Great Northern Disc Golf League and, you know, getting to know these guys, did a podcast with uh, some of the board members, you know, I didn't talk to Carl. I don't know if he's on that board per se, but this is a, this is a guy that's putting up numbers at that course that are just absolutely wild and he's doing it week in and week out and you know if I'm Michael Gibbons who always you know finishes second place right behind him whether it's in doubles or singles you know I'd I'd get a little agitated I think disc golf though is one of those sports you know as a guy that you know goes out and disc golfs for fun with his buddies um it's one of those sports where you can go out and you can admit you're having a good time you're with your buddies you know it's fun but you know when it's been three weeks in a row at least from since we've been putting him in the uh, the Bonner County Daily B, that he's beating you either by one, two, three strokes every time. I mean, it's it's got to get under your skin a little bit, but I think he's a guy that has, you know, professional disc golf potential, and, and there's going to be a big tournament over there at the, the Bald Foot Disc Golf um, course here coming up in August, and 
and that's going to be a fun one to watch because you know both of them are going to be competing in it. Um, I think I don't know why Michael wouldn't compete into it. I know he is a uh, he's a board member of the Great Northern Disc Golf, you know, association or what have you. But I think he will still compete, and you know that's that's kind of the matchup you got to watch. It's those two. I mean. We can preview that matchup. We can preview that whole tournament, and it's really going to be between those two guys, and and it is, you know, almost weekly between those two, and it's it's been fun to uh, it's been fun to watch, and it's been fun to uh, report on between those two, you know, battling every single day, uh, week in and week out. Now, something that I also want to talk about that's not, you know, super local stuff. It's not happening in Clark Fork, Priest River, Sandpoint by any means. But something that, you know, if you are a sports fan, a sports junkie, you know, something that I think that should be on everybody's bucket list is coming to the city of Seattle. And that is the FIFA World Cup. That is absolutely insanity. You know, as a as a just, you know, pure, you know, as a sports purist like myself, the idea of the World Cup coming, you know, six, seven hours away from where I'm at is absolutely insane. And I, I can't wait for the opportunity to possibly go. I know once those those tickets go on sale, they're going to be bonkers. <laughs> they're going to be absolutely crazy. Like the prices for those tickets, I, I think they almost have to be. Um, in the thousands, you know, that's, I don't think going to a World Cup game is going to be something that the the average person could afford, at least in my opinion, I think, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to fork up some money, or you're going to have to start saving um, right now, if you're going to want a chance to see some of the best soccer players in the world go at it in the, uh, in the Emerald City, you know, so I think that's going to be that's that's something that everybody should be really excited about and something that everybody should keep an eye on um, for something because that has to be on a lot of people's bucket lists. And it's definitely on mine as a sports fan, like I said earlier. And and I'm going to try my best to see if I'll have an opportunity to, uh, you know, sneak in there amongst the, uh, the suit and tie folk and, and maybe have an opportunity to sit in the nosebleeds and, and you know, maybe watch... I don't know, New Zealand play, Argentina maybe. You know, I don't know what countries are going to be there just yet. But, you know, whatever it is, it'll it'll be fun. And, and Seattle's really, they're hosting a lot of fun stuff for sports. I mean, next year, um, the MLB All-Star Game is going to be there as well. And I can't, I know that it happened semi-recently that the All-Star Game was in Seattle. But that's another cool thing too, you know, being a baseball fan. Being a Mariners fan, if you go out and go to a All-Star game that's in Seattle, right in your backyard, man, that's awesome. I mean, tons of fun stuff right now to do regionally, I mean, to get excited for. Totally, totally fun stuff um, to take advantage of there. And, you know, let's, let's end things off here on some news out of San Point High School here, and um, Scott Davis and Jim Jackson were hired about a month ago to become the new co-head coaches of the San Point Wrestling Program, and these are two guys that um, are not only respected coaches, but really respected in the wrestling community as a whole. Both of them a part of various 
Hall of Fames. Both of them have over 900 wins as head coaches. And, you know, both of them just extremely, extremely decorated. Uh, Scott coached the 1996 Wrestling Dream Team. He was a part of that coaching staff. And, you know, they've done a whole lot of stuff in the sport of wrestling. And, and the Sandpoint Wrestling Program right now is they're back on the come up, right? They, it's been a while since they've been you know, the top dogs not only in the state but in the in the league too. And last year they won, you know, their first league title, I believe, since two thousand eight. And they have ten out of their eleven um state qualifiers coming back for another rodeo next year and they're gonna have um one incredibly great coach. The news coming out of this is that Jim will not be coaching at Sandpoint next year. Um I got the text from Scott confirming the news. Um, earlier this week, literally the day after I put out the uh, the introductory story for both men. And, um, you know, he's staying back in Minnesota where he's from. He got another coaching job over there as well. You know, there's no bad blood between the two of them. Just, you know, decided to take another route or another opportunity. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, what could have been having those two, you know, electric head coaches. But Scott's still going to be coaching over there at Sandpoint, and he still has a ton of credentials. He's the most winning he's the winningest coach in amateur wrestling history and he has been doing it for a long time. He's been coaching for 50 years, 5-0, 50 years he's been coaching the sport of wrestling. So, he's definitely he definitely has a lot of things up his sleeves and a lot of a lot of things up his sleeve and a lot of things to uh, teach these young wrestlers as far as not only the sport but as being upstanding citizens in the community as well. So, it's it's going to be interesting seeing him uh, take over this program that uh, right now seems like it's on the come up, and and they got a great coach to uh, to go along with it. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. That was another episode of the Bonner County Daily Bee Sports Podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.